Hi guys, welcome back to our podcast, Who's We Are. This is episode, I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> we're here um, and we're excited to talk about this topic. I'm going to put in. Father God, we just want to say thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to be your vessel, Father. To be able to express to others the things that you're telling us, Lord God, and the things that you want us to know for ourselves that can be of benefit to other people. I pray that as we speak within this podcast, Lord God, that somebody's life is touched, Lord God, that somebody's able to resonate with the information, Father, and it convicts them and leads them to revelation and leads them to seek you more, Father. And we're not, we don't come here as the end all be all. We don't come here knowing anything, Lord God. We admit that we don't know anything, Father. We admit that we're just here learning from you, Father, and we're just encouraging everyone to do the same. And we just want to be able to share our journey with others and be open and transparent and know that through our testimonies, other people can be changed. So we just pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So. I just realized we don't introduce ourselves. Oh, okay, let's do that. Yeah, so I'm Deborah. I am Monica Grace. And yeah. This is Who's We Are. Theme song coming soon. Oh, yes, yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna have a theme song. You know, I was gonna hear some jingles in my head. Didn't you say um, the Lion King song? Oh my god, he lives in I was like, I looked at that text, I was like... <laughs> I think it's because I, I, I watched The Lion King. And yeah. it was, that was the best like of all of the different things that they did. That one was the best. Um, mm. Was the best number. I mean, I do like that song. I know, I but I thought about like the actual lyrics. Like, yes, I always felt like it was like kind of Christian-like. Yeah. yeah. Like God lives in Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, was, I don't yeah, know. like he watches over. Yeah. Yeah. It was really nice. It was really nice. Okay. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. So, in the last episode, the boy made me cry. <laughs> I made you cry. The Holy Spirit. The no, Holy Spirit made me cry. Let me not laugh. The Holy Spirit, forgive me. <laughs> forgive me. The Holy Spirit made me cry. But, um, we were talking about the friendship fast, but at the same time, we're also both um, doing a love detox. But I feel like you were more intentional about it in the start, so I wanted to ask you more. So your experience. So my first question to you: What made you feel like you needed to do a love detox, or and also describing, explaining what a love detox is for people who don't know? Okay. Um. So you did. <laughs> For our friendship, like you keep alluding to this thing of like I wasn't alluding. Yes, you. Were. I said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so you keep talking about how like oh we need we need to be alone and like I don't know like I be tuning it out. So I, don't really, like, I don't really like have exactly what you say, but you're always talking about um yeah how i'm never single and like oh you're always talking to someone you're never single like you need to be single you need to have you need to time for yourself you need to be single i'm just like what is this girl like why does she keep pushing this thing on me like for me i feel like i don't have a problem being single i don't have a problem like not talking to anyone you know i'm like i'm good um yeah i feel like i'm good um and then i think like you sent a podcast about love detox and it was the Black Girls Heal mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. podcast, and she was talking about um, like reasons why she wanted love detox and like love addiction and all that stuff. And love addiction is kind of like when you have unhealthy patterns in relationships and your approach to relationships and just like how you kind of um, internally deal with things. I guess in relationships, like you tend to go for emotionally unavailable people you have like cycles of just like 
yo-yoing in like the same relationship and you want to give up on these unhealthy relationship patterns but you keep falling back into them mm-hmm. and that's kind of like an indication that's like you're addicted to that rush of love but then like there are red flags there are signals that's like okay this isn't the right move this isn't the right person this isn't the right way to approach things but yet and still like you keep doing it like you know what's good for you mm-hmm. but you just still do the opposite mm-hmm. and i think for me um i started like looking at the pattern of my relationships and seeing that it was a pattern of like going back and forth with people mm-hmm. like i constantly like the people that i was considered like long-term dating mm-hmm. it would always be like break up makeup break up makeup mm-hmm. and then also in between the break up makeup maybe i would talk to this person so it was always like you know i had some type of like entertainment i always had like a source of entertainment whenever i would do those things and like there was a time where i was like okay i'm gonna be single because you know i think i should like just focus like i just went out of a breakup and i'm like okay like let me be single but somehow some way love finds its way to the door <laughs> and i'm like okay like i'm supposed to be focusing on myself I'm supposed to be single but then like someone that genuinely like pulls on my heartstrings comes in the picture and i'm like well i guess this, you know and i always have that philosophy of like if you want to get over someone you need to move on to the next and then but in the middle of like trying to establish a relationship with someone else i find i found myself you know breaking down over the last situation Mm -hmm. and i'm literally sitting here like i'm literally like moving towards a new situation with the baggage of my past Mm -hmm. and that's when i knew like okay yes i need to go on a love detox because i'm just doing this pattern of like this thing but in actuality I'm getting new people, but I'm encountering the same problem. Mm-hmm. And that's an indication of a love addiction as well. It's like you're getting a new person. So sometimes it's like, oh, like I'm not like stuck on a man that's not good for me or whatever. I'm on the next one. Like I'm meeting someone new. But the someone new, the problems are a reflection of the old problems, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like, why do I keep meeting the same person in different forms or like having the same issues? And for me, I really felt like, why can't I just be in something of stability, Mm -hmm. you know, where it's like, I'm like, it's just so rare for me to be in a relationship and not experience like breaking up with the person or something like, why can't we just continue this stream of love for like three, four, five years and like continue it like that. But for me, it's always an up and down. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I question that. So I was like, okay, let me just take time to be like intentionally single. And with the love detox, you're not talking to anybody. You're not texting people. You're literally focusing on yourself. Mm-hmm. And also like, if you have other things that you kind of, I mean, I wasn't as strict on these things, but I probably should have. And like later on, I was like, okay, this is something I have to do is like there are certain things we kind of use our fillers our love fillers um and i mean as christians like some of these things are not really partaking anyway Mm -hmm. but it could be like you know masturbating watching porn Mm -hmm. um just like having sexual fantasies Mm -hmm. um constantly like ruminating over the person Mm -hmm. like planning your lives together imagining what your kids look like Mm -hmm. and all this stuff and just being like yeah i can't wait for my wedding day and like mm-hmm. just even having those things it's like you're supposed to like really just like detox from all of that so that you can you know rediscover yourself and you know just grow your self-love mm-hmm. and then from then be able to establish healthy relationship patterns mm-hmm. wow that was such a good explanation the reason why you did it and even um describing how it can be effective in the moment while you're doing it because i know like a lot of people can hear like okay yeah like i would you know be willing to do a love detox and then it's like yeah you're not talking to anyone but you're doing those other things that you mentioned of like ruminating and all of that stuff and for me that's why i felt like i needed to do the love detox as well because even though i don't have um that pattern of like you know 
good the yo-yoing i did have that pattern of like emotionally unavailable people meeting different people and it's the same problem and so for me it wasn't a problem of like okay do i not know how to be single it's more so like what behaviors am i engaging in when i'm single that causes like when i'm in a relationship to you know repeat some of these like unhealthy habits so i would say like in not doing those things that you mentioned what are some ways that are helpful to navigate a love detox for people that are like you know this is hard for me to just you know not be talking to anyone not have any entertainment and not have any fillers like what are some healthy habits to combat that yeah so like <laughs> <laughs> i remember like when i first was like okay i'm gonna do this love detox thing it was so i don't know like it was so hard it was like even like things that i didn't even want to do before mm-hmm. all of a sudden i wanted to do I'm like, yeah, let me go ahead and, like, for some reason, I'm like, I want to text this person. Mm-hmm. And it's like, first of all, you weren't even, like, that, that wasn't even on your mind before. <laughs> you know, I was just like, yeah, I want to text this person. I want to, like, get in contact with that. And, like, just like, what is happening right now, you know? Mm-hmm. And at the time, like, I was talking to a therapist. So I was, like, talking to her about this decision to, like, do a love detox. And, you know, she told me that, Sometimes, like, the way I function um, is very, like, punitive Mm -hmm. to myself. And, like, I punish myself for things. Mm -hmm. Like, she's, like, I have that thing, which is, like, I just, like, "Mm, I don't know. Like, I feel like you're reaching, you know? Like, sometimes I do You always do that with the (laughs) therapist. They would say stuff that I'm, like, no, that makes sense. You're reaching. Like, you're a little reaching. Well, I'm like, okay, like, let me listen to what you have to say or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, like, you're being, like, punitive to yourself. And I'm like, oh, she just doesn't understand, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, she was like, you know, instead of being, like, so punitive to yourself, like, think of the things that, like, instead of thinking of the things that you can't do, mm-hmm. it when you think of things like that and have that kind of perspective, it pushes you into, like, this kind of, like, fiend. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's where I was at, like, that fiending stage of, like, mm-hmm. I'm fiending, but it's, like, I'm craving this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I want to do this. Like, I want to mm-hmm. do that. And, like, I'm even going outside of myself, mm-hmm. you know? Situations of, like, I forgot what I did. Like, I did something nonsense, like, I'm just like, what am I doing right now? <laughs> you know, like, I think I still have my ex's location. So I'm oh. like, looking at the location and like, getting myself worked up over like, why are you over there? Like, <laughs> like it's just like, come on now, you yeah. know? And mm-hmm. then she was like, just focus on the things that you can do. Like, mm-hmm. focus on the things that's like, this is something that you can do in the sense of like, something that you would, you this is positive, that you can enjoy. Mm-hmm. And instead of looking at it in the terms of like, okay, I can't talk to anyone, I can't get this love stimulation, you know, maybe try to focus your mind on like, what, what are some of the things that I love to do that I haven't been doing? Mm-hmm. You know, that relationships have taken from me. Mm-hmm. And I kind of thought about that. It's like, there are things that, you know, um, because I'm in a relationship or because I'm focusing on love or because I'm just have my priorities all messed up, there's ways that I'm not pouring into myself that I should be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let me focus on the things that are like positive in my life. Let me focus on things that I do, you know, can do to like fulfill myself or like enrich myself, I should mm-hmm. more so say. And with that, um, that even just like I don't know why like her saying that statement of what I can do mm-hmm. shifted my whole perspective and a lot of times like things are really based off of perspective mm-hmm. you know and you have to it's really hard because essentially it's a mental thing but it does become like a physical thing because you come into this with an addiction so you are gonna have a time of like literally yeah. feeling that those feelings in your body mm-hmm. of like like oh my gosh you know Mm -hmm. but you have to you know rework that you know and i mean i think like giving yourself a little bit of grace like i know you're not supposed to be like fantasizing and stuff but like sometimes i'll be like you know let me just like watch a romantic movie today you know Mm -hmm. and just like that is just like would be like my little thing Mm -hmm. or whatever for myself um, and I think like those little things like helped a lot with shifting my perspective and then also just telling yourself like 
I'm having a good time. Like, mm -hmm. honestly, having this time for myself has allowed me to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm actually enjoying this time. And you know what, really, another thing that helps to teach my perspective is, like, I'm like, I will never get this time again. Like, this is a season that I will never get again. And anytime I'm, like, feeling, like, anxious about those things, I remember that. I'm like... I look at people that have children, have a husband, and it's like you're so consumed in those things, and they are blessings, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I know those people crave, <laughs> like, they would love to be able to, like, say, like, I'm going to watch a movie and not do anything for the rest of the day. Mm -hmm. like, pe like, you don't have that luxury when you have a husband, you have kids, you have all these things in your life, all these moving parts, mm -hmm. but it's like, I actually have time for myself. Mm -hmm. And once you get married, like... That is yeah. just like it, it's it. like yes, you're supposed to maintain an individuality, but like then the day you turn around, that person's right there. Yeah. You whatever, like that person's right there, mm -hmm. like all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas like right now is a time for me to love on myself mm -hmm. and make sure that I'm building up that love in a point where like I have enough to share. Yeah. And a lot of times you don't have enough to share, you know. So yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. And even when you were saying that, um, the verse that came to my head, which is what I read this morning, is like whatever things are good, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are, um, I can't remember the rest right now, but meditate yeah, on these things, things yeah. you know? So it kind of, like you said, shifts your perspective, you know? And yeah, that marriage, the two become one is really crazy. <laughs> like, that's really crazy. Like, that's it like you are sharing your entire life with another yeah. person you know even though like you said you do maintain individuality it's a like a lot of people say marriage like it's a light on you guys you know but in that light it also shows all of the negatives all the positives so it's just like so much that comes with that um union that is a blessing that also like you do have to let go of a lot of things so you're so right that this is a time we don't get back. <laughs> this is yeah. the time. This is literally the time to be intentionally um, single. Wow. Yeah. And there's power. Like, I feel like there is power in being intentionally single. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know about, I don't know about other people, but I felt powerful, like, just feeling like I am intentionally, like, choosing to be single mm -hmm. and not looking at singleness as something of, like, uh, illness or like <laughs> ugliness in my life of like mm -hmm. this is something I have to hide this is something I, I, I shouldn't be proud of mm -hmm. but this is something like being single is something that like I can enjoy and mm -hmm. I can feel like yeah I'm happy I'm single and then like also doing stuff by yourself Yo. like actually I had to tackle those things of like why does the world give people so much like anxiety to just do things by yourself like it's yeah. so abnormal to enjoy life by yourself mm -hmm. and one of the things that i want to challenge myself on was like just being able to go out and do things for yourself because mm -hmm. i i always like felt like it's completely normal to do those things mm -hmm. until i realized that it wasn't mm -hmm. you know like um i took myself to a restaurant with myself during that during that time and the waiter's like oh how many people you see it's just me <laughs> like it's just me it's just me like, like oh maybe maybe people are coming like yeah people, like yeah. i'm like it's just me mm -hmm. oh okay yeah it's just me mm -hmm. and you know sitting there by myself and not feeling like oh i have to be on my phone just because mm -hmm. i'm alone i have to like no let me actually enjoy this moment of really enjoying my food by mm -hmm. myself and like enjoying my drink by myself and then taking myself to the movies mm -hmm. and really enjoying a movie by myself mm -hmm. and doing all those little little things yeah you know and it's like you're not focusing your mind less on like loneliness mm -hmm. and more in like that peace mm -hmm. just having like that peace and solitude of being with yourself mm -hmm. you know and you're not essentially alone like god is always there with you as a christian like you still have god like that is your partner so mm -hmm. it's like you're not lonely you're just not in a relationship right right i think um being alone has now been seen as synonymous with lonely and this is it's so interesting because when i was younger really in like middle school i used to have that huge fear of like you know i constantly felt lonely 
never alone but lonely you know i was always surrounded by people i always had this feeling of like feeling lonely so i think it's worse when it's like okay you're alone and then you also feel that like loneliness feeling it like heightens it but to your point it's like god is always with us you know so if we feel that sense of loneliness it's us not coming into the recognition or the knowledge that god is with us you know he gave us the holy spirit so that we don't feel this sense of like intense loneliness like that's not how god wants us to feel you know he never said that anywhere in his word so that's so good and i mean i guess my question because a lot of people have trouble with that hurdle of like okay like you know that first date by yourself and like and not going on your phone like or um thinking of like what activities are more acceptable to do by yourself than other things you know like mm-hmm. um i think over time now going to a restaurant by yourself more people have been doing it so it's not as like jarring but um for other things like for example on holidays like valentine's day like if, uh, people tend to feel a strong sense of like loneliness if they're not in relationships so how to combat like situations like that mm, that's a good point i mean for me i think like luckily i always viewed like things like valentine's day as like this is a day of me just expressing love and mm-hmm. for whoever I have in my life. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, whoever I have in my life, you're going to get that love. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're going to get that love. So, and funny enough, I would always have relationship problems during Valentine's Day. Like, <laughs> bro, like, it's like, and somebody, yo, people have said it, like, and I feel like it's worse for me because that time of, and that's how I would know when the one really comes like when the one comes <laughs> I'm telling you like I just know that like, sounds like that sounds like a, a episode or something like, yes, like the one comes yes like I just know when the one comes like he's not gonna like play around because mm-hmm. these fools like they and I think because like Valentine's Day is also like around like my birthday and mm-hmm. then it's Christmas so it's like you have like Christmas mm-hmm. then my birthday and then Valentine's Day and mm-hmm. I feel like the men like towards the end of like fall winter going to it they see that they're like oh shoot we got yeah. Christmas we got yeah. we got her birthday then it's we got like, Valentine's Day it's, it's a breakdown mm-hmm. it's a, the, the relationship mm-hmm. just completely breaks it's down and like I've literally been tempted to just be like let me just try to hold on so, <laughs> relationship so that I can get something on Valentine's Day so I can, but it's yeah. like no like I have to release that so I think mm-hmm. like during like the seasons of like where people are like coupled up, booed up, mm-hmm. you know, just like p- giving extra, a little bit extra love to different people in your life or people that you haven't been giving love to. It's like if you know that there's one person in your life that's like, okay, I haven't been showing up as much in the relationship, or there's something. Sometimes like the Holy Spirit will like impress upon you someone to mm-hmm. like reach out to. Mm-hmm. I would just reach out to that person, you know, and, and I, I think a lot of times like. Um, sisterhood is important Mm -hmm. um during like those times like even though it's like you know you don't want to like make your friends fulfill like your boyfriend or relationship role Mm -hmm. but also just like showing people genuine like love and like care and attention and like whoever like the holy spirit reminding you of Mm -hmm. to like reach out to them like just saying like okay um let me just see what's happening in this person's life you know Mm -hmm. and see how they are and see if they're okay Mm -hmm. but in terms of like the activities that aren't um normalized for people to do alone that is so true like i even think of just like i wanted to travel by myself at that time and i remember like i would tell people and they would just be looking at me like no girl (laughs) why are you trying to like travel by yourself and like for me i'm like why not like Mm -hmm. why like i want to make myself uncomfortable during these times like i want to push myself into a place of uncomfortability because if you don't push yourself in a place of uncomfortability you will not experience growth you know so you have to you have to like when you and sometimes when you put yourself in those places where it's like everyone's booed up and it's weird for you to be alone it helps you to cast off shame, mm. you know? And I realized that for myself. Like, I need to cast off shame. There's mm. nothing for me to be embarrassed about by mm. showing up by myself and as myself. Like, there's mm. nothing embarrassing about that. Mm. But, I mean, like, I would say start off small, you know? Mm. And the things I would do is, like, do the things that are acceptable to do by yourself. Like, 
even for like if you're gonna go to a restaurant by yourself you know like some people live in places where like it's not normalized for people to go out mm -hmm. and just have dinner or something by yourself but you know think of the things that are kind of normalized like breakfast yeah going out for breakfast is something that you can do by yourself like a lot of people go grab Starbucks. breakfast for themselves it's mm -hmm. something that is like completely normalized and like instead of like starbucks like instead of just like leaving with your food just sit down there in a little corner mm -hmm. eat your food maybe read a book mm -hmm. And like whatever so kind of ease yourself into that thing but also let yourself know like I don't have any shame like there's no shame in me being alone like mm -hmm. it's okay mm -hmm. in me like showing up alone it's fine mm -hmm. Wow that's really good um, I wanted to touch on your points earlier right so like for me because I had this both problems like okay the emotional girlfriend is my friendship yeah. and also the love detox what advice would you have to kind of balance that thing of like, okay, yeah, you um, want to like show love in a genuine way, but you don't want to like, you know, start this unhealthy habit of like codependency or emotional girlfriend. Like how, I think for me, my kind of discernment for that is a little bit like, weak, uh, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, I don't know um, how to navigate that. And that's part of the balance of like, I'm very much like all or nothing. Like, I don't know how to find, like, that middle, you know? So, what would you say in terms of that? I mean, I can definitely relate to that. Like, I think that in some ways I have, like, showed up for um, certain relationships as, like, you know, kind of like, oh, sometimes I'll do that purposely. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there was one particular friend, like, I just felt like this person, um, I could tell that they were looking for... A relationship to fill a hole mm -hmm. and because I saw that pain in them like I kind of wanted to be like you can get that love from your friends like mm -hmm. you don't have to like look from that love because I noticed they were going to unhealthy sources so mm -hmm. I wanted to you know purposely be like oh I as your friend like I can you know do that but I realized like that's not my place you mm -hmm. know and only person that can fulfill whatever they're looking for because it's out of brokenness is God. Mm -hmm. Like, only God can fill that place for mm -hmm. them. And sometimes we, like, attune ourselves to our friends need a little too much. And it's a need that's, like, it's an empty hole. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just going to keep giving and keep giving. It's not going to land anywhere. Because, mm -hmm. like, what they need to fill them is a God hole. And you are just a human. <laughs> yeah. You know? But I think, like, um, now we kind of have to distinguish, like, what is a what is a what does a friendship look like mm -hmm. and then what is a relationship what is a, like a romantic relationship and how do those things differ and even the scale of like intimacy like mm. how does that relate like where where do friendships fall in the scale of intimacy where does relationships fall in the intimacy level wow, and having great. like that bear that boundaries for each relationship you know and wow. i think like sometimes like we just like exist and we don't really realize that we're just like oh, like, you're my friend, like, I, I want to be vulnerable with you, I want to do all these things, mm -hmm. but actually, like, we are giving up a little bit too much of ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. we are not having boundaries in this relationship, and then it's going to be hard when you have a romantic relationship, but you've allowed your friend into the space of where your relationship <laughs> can be in, and then your relationship and your friendships are competing now yep. because of that lack of boundaries and then that's what happens so you have to like come within yourself and say like what are my boundaries for what a relation a friendship looks like no matter how close that friendship is mm -hmm. what are the boundaries of that mm -hmm. and what are the boundaries of my relationship romantically and make sure like okay we're falling thing. into that thing like you know then you have to ask yourself like is, am I navigating this thing as a romantic relationship? Am I navigating this as just like a friendship? And I've, I've done that, like I've sensed that, like I can, I don't know why, like I'll be sensing like, oh, my friend needs that extra love today. And then I'm like, it's the INFP. I'm like, mm, the you know what? Here, yeah, 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 yeah. Like certain things, it's like, it's okay. Like if my friend's like going through a breakup and I'm like, okay, you know, let me send them flowers. But I'm not going to turn to your boyfriend now and send you a rose every single day of the week <laughs> and be like, each rose represents. Now it's just being weird, you know? Mm -hmm. Like That was a thing that I seemed like, oh, maybe you were going through a breakup and I wanted to send you a little something just to give you a smile on your face. But I'm not going to romanticize you and yeah. court you. And now it's going to the place of, I'm dating. <laughs> you know? And it's like, you cannot date your sure, friend. Right. Like, it's no, weird. But I'm, even, like, your point of, like, the... 
the intimacy scale, all that stuff, like that's so good. And I'm trying to think even for myself, like, okay, how does that look different? Like, how does that look different, you know? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, something's just, I don't know, the whole like falls into my mind because now like now i'm getting the revelation like i didn't know how to do that and that's why some of my friends you know it was a romantic situation because i didn't know how to place those boundaries so i really don't know in truth what a friendship with boundaries looks like mm-hmm. and what a relationship looks like and what's the difference yeah. in intimacy because I was perverting the two. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's, that's so word. true. Honestly, like, I think that everyone's, like, scale of intimacy is going to look different because you're going to have a scale of, like, what you're comfortable with mm-hmm. in terms of, like, vulnerability mm-hmm. and all of those things. And I think, like, for me, it's not like I have that all the way answered up that's something that i struggle with Mm -hmm. but what i'm realizing is like there are boundaries right Mm -hmm. and even for like as how vulnerable i am or how transparent i am with people Mm -hmm. like i like to have that persona but then i realize like i'm allowing people into that space Mm -hmm. so certain things i feel like okay um just because i've experienced these things as a friendship like i feel like i share out of relevance and mm. not out of just like oversharing mm. and i feel like with a relationship i'm more likely to share because you need to know who i am as a person and these things aren't optional for me to share mm-hmm. this is a requirement for me to share whereas a relate whereas a friendship it's like i'm sharing these things because it's relevant mm-hmm. towards a conversation mm-hmm. it's relevant towards like something that's happening in the friendship or whatever but i'm not just like sharing things these things just to just continue spilling out and spilling out and spilling out and now like you're like my source of intimacy now it's like you know what i'm saying like not everything like your friends need to know about you and that was like a revelation for me was like okay i don't have to like have my friends be like that everything in my life i have to Mm -hmm. constantly pour out and pour out and pour out like Mm -hmm. some things i can hold for myself and i I can hold for god Mm -hmm. in my life and be like me this is between me and god and there's certain things that you know like we said in the other episodes like god will tell you like tell this friend this tell Mm -hmm. that friend this and like i think that's like another skill intimacy is like knowing that's like okay i'm gonna be vulnerable i'm not gonna like purposely hold back but Mm -hmm. i'm gonna put things into perspective that are useful that are purposeful Mm -hmm. for this relationship Mm -hmm. but some things that are of me are not purposeful in a relationship it's like it's kind of like you don't tell your friends your finances you don't tell your friends this unless it's like oh god is in the the room it's like you don't tell them those things unless it's like it's you it's useful in this mm-hmm. perspective of like okay i see you're struggling with this this is how i did it mm-hmm. this is how i can help you i see that you're buying a house and i went through that process yeah. so let me tell you how i did it and this is how it's helpful mm-hmm. but you're not just gonna like boom like mm-hmm. put everything out there you know mm-hmm. unless it has a purpose whereas like you know like i said your relationship it's like you just have to be like well i believe that you just have to be like open and yeah. transparent with them Wow, honestly, you just gave me like three revelations. Just like, <laughs> I'm really thinking about what's a revelation. No, because the like, I feel like now it's really just solidifying. Which obviously, and this is how you know it's God when it's like mm-hmm. it's already been told. But it's like reinforcing that emotional girlfriend thing because I did feel like okay, it was a requirement, right? Mm-hmm. So then I started to feel a lot of guilt within myself when I didn't share things with my friends because naturally. I'm a person like, God doesn't have to give me the discernment to tell or not tell because I don't want to tell. I'm like, I don't want to say anything, you know? But, um, so now, like, what God is teaching me is more so when to say something to who and how to say it, you Mm -hmm. know? But in, like, my um, relationships, well, my friendships where I felt like, okay, I'm showing up as an emotional girlfriend, I did feel like, okay bad when holding stuff in even though like no friendship like you said it's normal to hold certain things in and to say out of relevance which is something i was comfortable with you know like one of the revelations i had during the fast was like i'm good with honesty not with transparency 
But now with you saying that, I realize like transparency is needed in a relationship. Honesty is needed in a friendship, you mm-hmm. know? Like yes. that's the difference, yes. you know? Like yes. you're not gonna lie to your friend, but at the same time, it's not just like everything they must know just for the sake of yes. knowing, you know? Yes. Like it's not productive. And it leads people astray as well, yes, you know? Yes. So what we were talking about last time, it's like, if I'm sharing something with you that's hindering your walk, I'm not being a good friend, yeah, you know? No, like, true. I'm that's doing true. the opposite. And sometimes we don't, because we don't know the full scope of, like, who our friend is, we don't even know how what we're sharing can be detrimental to that, no, you know? True. So that's why we really do need to have that discernment. And even to your point about purpose, that's another like revelation that we had even earlier today of like knowing what your purpose is in everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you know that, then you're better able to navigate all different situations, you know? Yeah. You're not just going into things, just like just going into them, you know? Like what I've realized about our life um, with God is like everything has to be intentional you know mm-hmm. that's why like the fruits of the, one of the fruits of the spirit is self control that teaches you intentionality you know mm-hmm. you can't just do things for the sake of wanting to do them you yes. know you have to be able to discern the voice of God and to know how to navigate yes. every single thing that you're a part of because God knows why he puts you in certain situations why he puts you around certain people God knows but when you're not sensitive to that sound when you're not you know seeking God to try to know and navigate then things become perverted mm-hmm. and just like everything becomes a free-for-all which is not the intention or the design so it's operating outside of it yeah and I think like sometimes we have unhealthy relationships where like people often feel like they're entitled to certain things mm-hmm. a part of us and mm-hmm. like the thing that friendship is supposed to be so good towards is that you're like no one's supposed to feel entitled mm-hmm. like i feel like that's what makes friendship so good mm-hmm. and that's why like with relationships yeah your partner is gonna feel entitled, entitled especially yeah. when you are under the covenant of marriage yes. you feel entitled to that person mm-hmm. and everything that they do and all these mm-hmm. things like you have a, like a, an accountability mm-hmm. you know whereas mm-hmm. a friendship it's like you're I can't cheap. sit here and be like, you didn't spend time with me. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. It's like, there is not supposed to be like an entitlement mm-hmm. there. It's a privilege. Mm-hmm. Like friendship exists out of privilege mm-hmm. of like, oh, like we're doing this thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. there is supposed to be like a reciprocation mm-hmm. that's involved in that. But at the same time, it's not like, it's supposed to be a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be mm-hmm. a lot of grace, a lot of mm-hmm. thing in like relationships too. But in the sense that like, you can kind of hold someone accountable and be like, this is my expectations, Mm -hmm. this is what I want, and this is how I want you to show up in the relationship. Um, I don't, like, if my friend was to come to me and be like, I expect you to do this for me, mm-hmm. do that for me, it would it would be a little too much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would be like, okay, this is a boundary. Like, <laughs> we have to establish that more boundary. boundary. That's so that's so true. And I think that's what makes us, like you said, want to be in friendship, you know, because we're like, oh you know, this is a space of grace. This is a mm-hmm. space of understanding. This is a space where I can choose to um share certain things, hold back certain things and even the timing of when I share things, like everything is, you know, just I feel free, you know. Yeah. as opposed to a relationship um, especially under the covenant of marriage the the freedom is different (laughs) the freedom is different because there is that accountability there is that transparency that also allows the relationship to navigate in a healthy and functional way but it's not the same in friendship that's so so true yeah and these are the things that like I feel like taking that time of singleness kind of helps to reveal for you mm-hmm. of like okay you know what like how have I been approaching different relationships and like what does that say about me mm-hmm. and what I'm actually desiring and what I'm actually craving and I think like one of the highlights for me I realized was like I was craving something in a relationship and I was doing things that it was because like I felt like I wanted that like mm-hmm. it's like when you take that extra time to make sure like, people are seen or all this stuff it's because like I really wanted that you know mm-hmm. or like even that spirit of like me being like oh like I'm gonna help this person I'm gonna fix them mm-hmm. you know it's because I wanted someone to see what was broken, broken. in me and come and fix me but that's what not the that? function that was not supposed to be the function of a relationship we're supposed yeah. to come in equally yoked and iron is supposed to sharpen sharp sharp iron right. but at the end of the day it was already iron mm-hmm. like you know it was already of good material 
not me coming no. and trying to make I'm iron. I'm trying to make bronze <laughs> into iron right. and trying to transform it. It's like no, like we have mm -hmm. to come on this thing in one accord. And I think like that's the exciting thing about a love detox. It's like you're learning about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're building up your self love. You're realizing like, hmm, I lack. I lack self-esteem and Ooh. what is the source of that? How can I fix it? I, I you know, work on this and that. And it tells you like, when you really go into that love detox, realizing like, oh, I'm in no place to no be place. in a relationship. Yo, like actually, that'd be the word. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> this thing that I'm trying to do, it's not working because what I have going on isn't working, working. for me. Yeah. I'm like not my singleness isn't even working for, for me. me. Yeah. So how can my relationship season work? Mm -hmm. This doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. You know, and once I get my my singleness season working, and I can say like I'm so self assured in myself that having another person is an add on. Mm -hmm. It's not a be all. Yeah. You know, and then it's like okay, then you can operate in a healthier relationship, mm -hmm. or you can go through the thing of like having a crazy tumultuous thing <laughs> and finally comes to this realization and slowly mm -hmm. going together but like most people don't have the benefit of that yeah. you know mm -hmm. and that's the struggle of situation yeah. and like some people end up on the other side healthy and whatever but a lot of people end up in divorce broken relationships and mm -hmm. broken bro brokenness mm -hmm. you know so it's better to just like approach this thing as like I'm doing what's needed right now so that my future can be better and solidified and I can even go into it being able to pick better yeah. you know and I think that's the number one thing it's like picking someone that is going to have the same spirit as mm -hmm. you that when you're going through a, a hard season in your relationship they don't see it as a sign to run or they don't see it as a sign to like act in selfishness act on anger mm -hmm. or try to hurt you because they're hurt mm -hmm. but they see it as a sign to like let's let's, let's pray together about yeah. this let's do this together mm -hmm. let's you know let's work on this let's see a therapist mm -hmm. like they're already like bringing stuff to the table and Ooh. open to those things mm -hmm. yeah wow Girl, wow! I know I'm gonna re-listen to this and be like, <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, it's like that was that's just that's so so true, so true. Everything you know, like we have to be iron in order to sharpen the other iron, you know, mm -hmm. like. And then on top of that, when we're iron, we have to look for other iron, not trying to look for other things to try to like, you know, transform it. And even yeah. to your point, like a lot of times, even when you do feel like, okay, I'm healing and I'm growing and I'm, you know, doing better. But if you're still picking other people that you're doing most of the healing for them, then you're not fully healed. You know, like yes. that's not a situation yes. that someone who is healed is going to willingly involve themselves in you know exactly. it's different when you know both people start off at the same um you know iron and then certain things happen and other people are more like that's a different situation but to knowingly go into a situation knowing that the other person is broken in a way that you like you said cannot fix but still wanting to make it work like that still indicates like yeah there's more work to do yeah and i definitely felt that thing of like you know during the time, I'm like, yeah, I'm in no position. <laughs> no position. Yeah. Like, no Like, yeah, I need to too. take this time, you know? So to that point, it's like, in the podcast, it was saying, like, oh, you do it for, like, three months. Um, so what's your take on, like, how long you're going to do it? How do you know when it's over? All of those things. Yeah. I mean, I think for me... Um I just want to just enjoy the season of myself and enjoy the season of singleness. And mm -hmm. I did have it where I was like, okay, three months, right? And mm -hmm. I'm at a point where like the three months is over, but I'm like, no, I need more time. Like mm -hmm. I need more time. Like mm -hmm. this isn't, we just scratched the surface Perfect. of it, mm -hmm. you know? Um, because I realized like unhealthy habits that I have and like all these things. I'm like, yeah, no, I definitely need more time. Of singleness and more time to myself so in the beginning it's helpful to put that um time limit on it so mm -hmm. this to like help you reach and like kind of like a race where you kind of see the finish line mm -hmm. so that you can continue running right. but then along your run you feel like honestly i'm just gonna keep going mm -hmm. because i'm i'm enjoying it and i'm loving it and when you're like falling in love with yourself again mm -hmm. You don't want anything to disrupt that. Yeah. You know, it's like being a 
I would say like a caterpillar mm -hmm. and you're in your cocoon and you're trying to like turn into a butterfly you don't want anything to disturb that process you right. want that process to be isolated and mm -hmm. that sometimes like that's what god leads you into a time of isolation mm -hmm. because you need to transform mm -hmm. and anything that is gonna have a supreme like morphosis or supreme growth and transformation it has to be we see it, it has to be isolated it has to be done under isolation because other things are going to influence it mm -hmm. other things are going to penetrate and i just think of like a fetus mm -hmm. you know and i'm like yeah like i'm a fetus again and i don't want to have a premature labor yeah. because then i'm gonna suffer and i might be have to end up being on ventilators and all these things <laughs> so like let me just take my time and make sure that i'm in full maturity before i do that and i think that when i'm in full maturity i'm gonna start attracting the right things yeah like that's how i feel like i feel like when i'm in full maturity mm -hmm. i will have to question it and i will be attracting the right things and the right person will come along to the point where it's like oh like you know this person i could i can see the holy spirit on them i can see that they're a man of god mm -hmm. i can see how like us like we're we seem we feel like we're, we're cut from the same cloth even yeah. beyond just like both being christians mm -hmm. it's our values it's our mindset i feel mm -hmm. like when someone is introduced into the situation mm -hmm. that's like oh god is clearly presenting them mm -hmm. then i feel like i'll know like oh this season is done yeah you know like this season of singleness is done because they are interrupting the singleness but it's yeah. also because i've matured to the point where I can listen for God and God is telling me I'm not relying on my emotions I'm not mm -hmm. relying on my love addiction mm -hmm. that's making me do my relationship choices because it's like the relationship choices I'm making I know it's not ordained by God and that's why I'm feeling smoky when I start praying you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, I'm feeling no, like that'd be, that'd be it that'd literally be it that's yeah. so true that's so true and even like you said you're gonna attract what you are so if you're healed you're gonna attract other people that are healed you know um, in this book that you recommended to me and other people have recommended to me as well, The Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parent, it talks about this thing of like, people th think about like, oh, there's a spark, but really that spark is like joint brokenness, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was very much one of those people that's like, no, I need to feel a spark, you know? Yeah. And it's like, what is that spark? That's not conducive, you know, to a healthy relationship. It, it can be a spark in a good way, but the spark that when you're broken, that's what you're attracting other broken people. And that's what makes you feel like the familiarity. That's what's causing the spark, you know, no, that's as opposed true. to you seeing the Holy Spirit in the other person, like you said. Yeah, that is true. And I also like heard something else that said, like, sometimes like those that that feeling that we feel like that fluttery feeling and like mm -hmm. our heart is beating and it's like no sometimes it's a flight or flight response and it's yeah. telling you you need to get out of there because this yeah. is not a good situation yeah. but we're taking like no this is the feelings of love like yeah. this is the feelings of romance and it's like no honey like your your body's literally telling you like you're unsafe in this situation mm -hmm. but we're like oh it's exciting no that is so true and even when I heard that, I was like, wow, like that, because it's something that your fight or flight mode is going to activate regardless, you know? So your mind is not even really like comprehending what's happening. And that's why it's kind of reasoning it like, no, this is love. Like, this is what love feels like. Like, yeah. you know, your body's recognizing that this is not a situation that you should be in. That's yeah. Separate. And if, it, if danger is exciting for you. I invite you to this love detox. <laughs> I pray for you because, like, I think, like, as women, sometimes, like, we want, like, the mysterious. We mm -hmm. want the we want the certain thing. And it's, like, it feels exciting. And, like, that's how we know we're being led on emotions. Like, we're not being led through Christ. Like, we're not being led to what's, what's really good for us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, like, what's good for you doesn't always look the best. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, but when you have that certain thing that's, like, Ooh, I wanted to be alone, mm -hmm. and I wanted to be all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, this is unhealthy. Unhealthy, unhealthy. Um, I mean, okay, so just like to wrap up, can you give like encouraging like advice or anything for anyone who's thinking like, okay, yeah, maybe I do need to go on this love detox, but I'm scared, or like you know, just trying to navigate relationships in a healthier way. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say to do your research, you know, mm -hmm. like I 
did research before I felt like, okay, I really need to do this. Like, I did research and saying, like, what is a love addiction? And, you know, what are the things that I can point to um, within research, within psychology that's like, okay, why am I doing these things? Mm-hmm. And that kind of helps to give you the encouragement of, like, okay, you know, yeah, there are things that I need to fix. Um, I would also say, like, reaching out for support from people around you, you know, mm-hmm. and saying, like, uh, I want to do this thing, but, you know, maybe you need, you need, like, to feel like you need to walk with someone else. I think what what I wanted, like, during that time was, like, okay, maybe if I had someone else doing it with me, like, <laughs> I wouldn't feel like it wouldn't be as hard, mm-hmm. and, like, sometimes God won't give you other people, mm-hmm. and that's, like, the thing that's, like, uh, it's hard, Everybody. but then, like, eventually, he gave me everyone. <laughs> we're, like, we're all single. <laughs> Which is, like, I don't praise singleness to my friends so it's like okay it kind of like makes it better because it's like okay we're going through this journey together so like if you know someone that's like okay maybe we're both like trying to heal from this thing Mm -hmm. you know having building like that support group Mm -hmm. and then like a healthier approach of relationships if you currently are in a relationship where it's like this is unhealthy right and like you can't but it's like you're married to them you can't detox from your spouse Mm -hmm. you can't detox from like someone that's like you feel like you're gonna you know marry or whatever the case is Mm -hmm. but maybe you need to invite therapy and other tools and Mm -hmm. prayer into the situation Mm -hmm. and if you're already kind of like a little bit too far gone you just have to try to find tools for the relationship mm-hmm. and I always recommend therapy mm-hmm. um, and if not therapy like books yeah. you know and work books together and mm-hmm. all those things like that but if you don't truly know yourself and you don't have a foundation in yourself then it's going to be hard to try to like build that with someone else you can mm-hmm. only build from what you're bringing to the table yeah yeah and I think self-reflection is really hard for people, especially like when you're coming into terms of retreats that are like not good or like you know that make you feel just like yeah that make you feel bad. So I think like having books, going to therapy, having other people that are also on that journey is um, really helpful. Yeah, you know? oh definitely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm proud of you for doing it for finally doing it. I know, and I, you know what, I think it's easier than I thought it was going to be for mm-hmm. me, but it's also harder, like, I think you're going to go through your season, that's something to watch out for, like, at first it was like, this is really hard, then it was like, oh, this is amazing, mm-hmm. and now it's in the, in the season of like, oh, this is kind of a little bit hard, like, I kind of mm-hmm. want, like, a crush, like, then I'll start making up crushes in my <laughs> mind, and people that it's like, I noticed them, but they weren't on my radar, and now mm-hmm. it's like, oh, those people are on my radar, that shouldn't be on my radar, and I'm like, girl, yeah. you're doing it again. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. But I'm like, God is gonna be with me, and God is always gonna reward the sacrifices mm-hmm. that you make. Mm-hmm. And this is a season of just like, it's just me and God. Right. And you can never, you know, lose out from going into a season of just focusing on God. And God is relishing in that time because mm-hmm. He knows, like, for sure, He's like, yeah, this is like the best time mm-hmm. we're gonna have to get it, and. On the, another time season in your life where you're struggling to even get a quiet time for yourself to eat your meal mm-hmm. talk less of like actually doing your devotionals and all mm-hmm. this stuff so yeah yeah well thank you for sharing your perspective and everything that you said that just was a blessing amen hallelujah yeah i hope that each of you all were also as blessed as i was from this conversation and um, join us in our next episode. Yes. Yeah. Stay, Stay blessed. blessed.